Hello and welcome to Story Guts. This is where we explore what the stories we tell, tell about us. I'm Molly Curran. And I'm Alice Lai. Thank you for listening. Um, so Alice. Yes. Question for you. Uh-huh. What would you literally sell your soul for? Two souls. Next question. Wow. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I think I think that makes sense because presumably if it, presumably it's not a one-time deal. Like presumably it's not like a genie like if it was a genie like maybe there's only one genie lamp or something, but if someone's coming with me with an offer to like buy up my soul for a wish, it stands to reason that like two souls equals two wishes. Right? So basically you're saying you would sell your one soul for two souls, which you could then trade again in the right. future for wishes. I think, uh, I I think it's like an arbitrage, kind of like I'll start like a, like a Wall Street but for souls, which uh, definitely is something that has already existed. Um, but Molly, what would you literally, literally sell your soul for? Do you really, you know the answer to this. I do, but the question is, do you want to sit, commit to it in a public and permanent forum? Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Game of Thrones to end the way I want it to end. <laughs> Damn, that's um, that's gone over um making like rewriting history so Wolfstar is real. Yeah, that Damn, at this point at I this am this point. Okay. Well, JK Rowling pissed me off so much that it's I just true. can't. Um so at this point I'm just like also fucking HBO will not just release the goddamn trailer and it is driving me crazy. Like, I do not know how to describe, like, I need a trailer (laughs) so bad. (laughs) They released, like, a three-second clip again today of, like... Oh, really? Yeah, it's a three-second clip of um, Drogon flying over Winterfell and Arya looking up and being amazed. What? That's Uh, Arya's definitely, like... All right. Well, I mean, Arya would definitely be amazed by dragons. That's not... That's true. Everyone would, I guess. Yeah, I mean, she, she also, like has talked about like well in the books anyway she like talked about like wanting to see dragons and being into it but she's not gonna like daenerys oh i was gonna say but though like do you think Arya might be seduced by daenerys's like take no prisoners like war like blood for war thing before coming back to sansa i think she could be if it wasn't like directed at her family Uh you know what i mean like i think the fact that like daenerys is coming in subjugating her family her home Mm -hmm. will like instantly um poison the well put her against daenerys whereas if if she had like met daenerys in essos when it was like you know during the freeing the slaves time or Mm -hmm. whatever i could totally see Arya being like righteous justice burn everybody (laughs) right yeah so okay but anyway, total sidetrack there. That's not what we're talking about today. We're, we're not talking, talking about, about Game of today. Selling your soul. Well, specifically, we're talking about making deals with the devil. Literal devil. Sometimes hypothetical, but mostly literal. Um, Molly, I, I think you uh, mentioned that you had some like background in the original, like kind of like the original, like Faustian. I mean, I don't know that I would say. I don't even know that this is the original Faustian, but I, I have read dr faustus um by christopher marlowe which is one of the versions of the faust 
myth. Um, mm-hmm. There are multiple versions. And in it, it's based, it's a really good play, by the way. Totally recommend it. Um, but in it, it's pretty much like what you think. <laughs> There's a guy. He's a, <laughs> he's a doctor. I mean, he's a, like not a doctor in the medical sense. He's a <laughs> Um, maybe in the medical sense. I don't really remember. Basically, he's a dude with knowledge, and he wants more knowledge, and he wants um, more power, and he makes this deal with M- Mephistopheles. Uh-huh. Yes. I was the like, gen- is that one of the cats? But no, that's not one of the cats uh, from Cats. I think it is. <laughs> no, Mis- Mr. Mephistopheles. Mr. Mephistopheles, but clearly, like, a Mephistopheles reference. Me- yeah. So Mephistopheles is the demon in question. Um, and Faust sells his soul or trades his soul sort of for the unlimited powers of or mostly unlimited powers of this demon. So it's less that Faust himself gains these powers so much as he gets this sort of personal demon hanging out with him. Personal trainer? Um, <laughs> to sort of fulfill his wishes it- or... Um, give him various things he did, but as the play progresses, he gets increasingly scared of the deal that he made, mm-hmm. um, and sort of wants to get out of it. But you can't, can't break a deal with the devil. I thought wasn't the original Faustian bargain? Wasn't he like, oh, like there's nothing on earth that like can astonish me or something? It's totally, yeah, that might be. I think there's a part where that happens. Um, there's a part where I remember there's like a parade of the different sins of uh-huh. like lust and gluttony and they all come out um so i i would not be surprised if that is part of it i don't quite recall i mean like it's possible that we're like been inundated with deal with the devil's stories but it seems like just a bad idea to just be like hey devil like i'm so bored i bet you can't show any anything that would surprise me anymore <laughs> well back in the day they didn't have that much stuff yeah but there like... Were, like three books <laughs> and one of them was the bible Exactly. <laughs> like, what were they going to do? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mm-hmm. mean. So what, I think one thing that's. It's definitely all. Oh, sorry. No, no, it's definitely It definitely is about um, indulgence. It's about like the desire for luxury, luxuriousness, um, the uh, like gluttony in, in sort of a variety of senses. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I, I do think you're you're right there what it is about like wanting more and not being satisfied with sort of the parameters of your world. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that's um I was gonna say I think that's Hellraiser is one of them. But one thing that's interesting to me is um kind of the theological implications, I guess. It's sort of like why is it um I mean I guess I mean the answer is like you give up your soul because in a heavily Christian environment that is like the ultimate sin is um like giving up your every chance at redemption or like consigning yourself to hell for eternity in exchange for some like temporary um yeah physical good but it's always interesting because it's it's very abstract too it's sort of like what is it really has to like establish what hell means um otherwise i feel like a lot of people are kind of like like it's it's we live in an era where so many people, very visible people, have undertaken many very visible deals with the rhetorical devil for, like, like a shitty stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it just doesn't phase us anymore. If someone's like, hey, I'd, I'd sell my soul for, like, you know, 40 bucks, and the devil showed up and was like, that's a deal, I'd be like, yeah, sure. 
you know, forty bucks is forty bucks. You'd be like that, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, I would. I mean, I would probably be a little bit shocked at the fact that the actual devil existed, mm-hmm. um, and was willing to like give my soul up, like was willing to give forty dollars. Like you know, there'd be a lot of questions, but I wasn't. I guess my question here is like. The specifically transactional nature of it makes it much more interesting than a genie wish, which is more like a gift. A gift. It's a gift. It's like it's strictly about like the limitations, I guess, of your own intelligence or of your own wants versus mm-hmm. what you need. Whereas a a devil deal with the devil is always like um cur- like from the outset it is it's cursed. a trade. Yeah. I mean- it's- like on one hand, you're yes, it's cursed, and if if it's your soul, you're totally right. Like. Right, the whole Christian, especially back in the day, the whole Christian sort of, like, ethos was, like, suffer in life so that you can have a great time in death. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sort of reversing that logic would be completely um, immoral. Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, the transactional nature is something that has been played with more where... It, it is a trade. So it's it's about finding, like, what is something that's, that you want worth? Like, what is it actually worth to you? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's your soul, but maybe it's um, your uh, fertility, or maybe mm-hmm. it's your dog. I don't know. <laughs> um, or, you know, or maybe it's, like, 20 years of your life. Or, like, you know, in Doctor Strange and Mr. Norrell, Doctor Norrell and Mr. Strange... Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you, you get it. It's like half right. of her life, et cetera. <laughs> right, exactly, where where she's brought back to life. Well, in that case, is interesting, too. I mean, we did a whole fairies episode, so listen to that one if you want to hear us talk about it. Yeah. But that's interesting, too, because someone else makes the deal on her behalf. Um, right, which is, like, very unfair. Yes. Um. Yeah, no, I think – and I think – I think in in part because what you're talking about, like the the abstract nature of the soul mm-hmm. is, especially if if basically the deal is like once I die I go to hell, like that doesn't have a lot of entertainment value. Yeah, um, that's true. Right, like if if you're watching a TV show, you don't have to wait till the person dies of old age to see the consequences of their decision. Right. Yeah. Um. So, like, what you want is more immediate effects which is why even in something where like um on supernatural one of the brothers brings the other brother back to life in exchange for going to hell like his he goes to hell immediately oh um, wow damn so it's not a does he get broken know, out he does get broken out okay of course. i assumed yeah well that was like the end of season three and they're on season like 13 now right, I, I mean have not watched for i mean since season three i think it'd be a very bold storytelling move to have it just like take place in hell for the next like 10 seasons apparently yeah um yeah well and i think at this point like i will say you you were well okay i don't know that jesus is a character but um (laughs) they they do they do have like god and and satan and they've gotten a whole theological system up in there as far as i could tell um so when they angels Mm-hmm. Um, so when they open that door of the deal with the devil, they, they let it open all the way. Um, that's pretty impressive because like, 
Well, it's because um, they went on for 13 seasons. They just kept having to add stuff. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, that's very impressive because in a lot of times when you have a deal with devil, I mean, you kind of open the, like you said, you open the door. You're like, okay, so like if there's a devil, then there's probably a god, right? And if there is a god, like the J-Man, like what's his status? Like, like, and like, don't Listen, go. Was Jesus the son of God? For right. Reals? You're like, hey, level with me. Like, you know, we're, we're like having a good time and I'm like, like going, internal damnation is real, I guess. So like about Jesus, like about Jesus, just like um, this is this is kind of like my favorite. Uh, I was just talking to Molly before the podcast started that like the, the good places. I really like the good place as a show, but it's just very funny to me how um, obviously they can't like talk about where Jesus is. And similarly, like, Lucifer, the show, like... Well, again, I never finished Lucifer. I'm still midway through season two. So who knows? Maybe the J-Man himself shows up. But... Seems unlikely. As far as I have watched, Jesus is never mentioned. Um, (laughs) So we get get God, and we get angels, and we get the devil, and we get all this stuff. Um, But there's really no indication of sort of the... um, you know, whether sort of like the basis of Christianity. So they're using this, the whole sort of um, uh, cosmological um, system of Christianity without ever sort of making a statement about like the figure who is the basis of Christianity. Right, which, which is, I mean, yeah. I mean, and ultimately like they can't because they get into a lot of trouble, presumably. I mean, but... it just, I, it, I also just think from a storytelling standpoint, you really write yourself into a hole there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're like, yes, Jesus Jesus was real and Jesus is a part of this system, then you can't sort of take... I mean, maybe you can, but I, I do feel like then you feel like you have to follow like the rules of, a, of some sort of religion as opposed to just kind of... Like angels and devils and God. Yeah, because I think you can just play with that a lot more people feel more comfortable playing with that they don't feel comfortable playing with jesus well it, it would be funny because like like hypothetically like you know comfort like bruce almighty like halfway through it's like oh by the way jesus is real like then you sit down at a coffee shop kicking back and just sort of like pondering the various implications of that just like well okay you know i also think the difference here is if you get that moment then suddenly you're in a christian movie Right, and then suddenly you're like in like Left Behind or some like very horrible. Right, you're you're no longer sort of in just a fantasy that uses, um, that sort of structure. Although again, when we look at the when we look at Doctor Faustus, when we're looking at these early things, like obviously Christianity and like belief in God and Jesus is like a pretty it's like taken. important part of, um, you know salvation so yeah yeah i mean i think the reason for that it's like it's it's like you don't think of like you don't care about it like that's like obvious it's like obviously duh like jesus and god are real because the devil is real like we don't need to like go through this whole thing like what are like what's a potato well you know some plants like to store nutrients in their roots it's like we get it um but in our more increasingly skeptical age yeah, I mean, in a weird way, like, we've secularized God. Yeah. Um, and to a larger extent, the devil. So, you know. Anyways, devil deals. 
like that was a that was an ex- extended sidetrack into like why I guess like why fiction does not acknowledge that Jesus is real, yeah. um, or if Jesus is real rather. I'm uh, uh, I'm just gonna cut all that out. Just like forget it, forget it. It's not the worth whole it. Jesus bit. No, not the whole Jesus bit. Just the oh. part at the end. Okay, I'm like we spent a lot of time on the Jesus bit. Please don't right. cut it out. Right? Yeah. Like no, no, no. We're gonna do a whole other um, podcast called Jesus. Um, <laughs> The J Man. Um, so anyway, we're co- we we talked a little bit about the transactional nature, um, how like the transactional nature makes it interesting, and how that we explicitly want this character to um, pay, I guess, for entertainment reasons, for morality play reasons. Like, um, I highly doubt. I don't know the ending to Doctor Faustus. I highly doubt that like Act Three, it's him at like eighty years old on his deathbed. No, I think um, he's dragged to hell. Yeah, because I what's think happened? He he's dragged to hell. Like there, there is like a very immediate. I don't know. There's like yeah, there's an immediate price to be paid. Um, but I think the the sort of big difference, or maybe whatever the the thing that we have now, right, is like it's often our protagonists who are making deals with the devil, and so we do want them. They have to. They there have to be consequences, but they also do have to get out of them somehow. They right? have to be able so to like, cheat the devil, right? Yeah. Right. So, yes. And and cheating the devil, like, I feel like that's... Getting one over on the devil is sort of a whole part of this thing. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, like, in Supernatural, he goes to hell. But then an angel pulls him from hell. And there are consequences to that as well. But um, but it's sort of necessary, right, for for the structure of the entertainment. Or, or we get cases where the devils are not so bad. <laughs> right. Right? We, we and, have, like, it's also played for laughs, like the bureaucratic hell or... Right, um, so The Good Place is a good example of this, mm-hmm. um, where the characters make a deal with a devil, um, <laughs> Michael, and, um, but he's, he turns out to be good. Like, he changes to become sort of a better person Mm -hmm. um or the show lucifer where he's a much more complex figure who doesn't just torment people for fun but kind of believes in punishing those who do wrong and um the kinds of deals he makes are he makes deals but they're they're like he asks he asks for like connections or he asks for um like oh there's one like very cheesy one i sort of got like in the first episode where he's like the only thing i ask is that you like work hard and like get yourself better because you're like currently struggling with a drug addiction oh jesus come on so um <laughs> that is I mean, ridiculous. He, has his, he has his dark moments too but uh... right but i mean i'm sure um you're not i mean you can't be like literally lucifer and not the show would fail if Lucifer was, like, really a nice guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, though I'm sure that is where it's going. Like, Lucifer is, like, secretly, like, a big softie. Um, yeah, that's, kind of. I mean, that's how, you, that's how it has to work. Like, if you're, if, like, you're not going to, you know. Right. But, if, if you are not, if you are setting up to subvert this trope, right, mm-hmm. then the devil can't be this completely un bearing individual who ultimately does want to have you burn in hell or at least they have to like 
be complex. Although I'm saying this, I'm saying like they have to be complex. This is new. But really, in Dr. Faustus, I think Mephistopheles is like kind of an interesting character. Like uh-huh. he isn't just like time to suffer, bro. Like, <laughs> he, he like right. is fun and um right. reasonable. Like I, I do think that that is a continuing characteristic of you know because you don't make a deal with somebody who seems completely it's hard to be convinced to make a deal with the devil right so the devil's got to be a little charming right and i think part of it's also like if if the devil is like the ultimate evil like generally the process is like if you lose to the devil like that feels unsatisfying you're like okay so like the devil won that is Mm -hmm. not very fun unless like even like either you have kind of like this um like the good place kind of has this system where the devils are not necessarily evil in and of themselves like in a sense like they they are created to do a job which is like to torment sinners in that case you can have sympathy for the devil because the other character is the villain of their own story like the protagonist and the villain of their own story um if you have like the literal like the worst devil then it's not like it's like oh and in the end the murderer got free and you're like cool (laughs) like good story (laughs) um yeah i mean i think i think that's fair um i had a thought and it is completely gone from me oh my god i hate when this happens it's like a sneeze that like you don't sneeze out so it's just like except it's like my intelligence and it's just (laughs) sort of stuck Stuck there. Well, feel free to just like blur it out at some point, and then we can okay, pick it, the thread if it back. Comes up. to me, yeah. Was it about um, the story that I read in I don't know middle school or something? Where like I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I do remember what I was thinking though. Okay, go on. Um, I mean, think about the phrase "deal with the devil." Uh huh. Um, we use this phrase. Or it's not an uncommon phrase, right? It's used for mm-hmm. a lot of like fairly mundane situations mm-hmm. because I think. Um, sort of like the lesser of two evils, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we are now so inured to the idea that we have to make deals with the devil um, yeah. to mm-hmm. get shit done or just because, like, everything sucks. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the other reason why it's hard to, like, really condemn anyone who makes the deal with the devil or sometimes to condemn the devil because we are constantly making these moral compromises mm-hmm. um, in order to achieve what we want, or at least that it can feel that way in, yeah. in our society. I mean, I mean, what what is fascinating about it now is that like it's not we have other people making a deal for the dev- deals with the devil for us. Um, like, I mean, climate change is maybe the most obvious example of like mm-hmm. we feel completely powerless while watching people get tremendously rich and like the at the consequence of everyone else but they don't have to deal with it so we're like the devil the a deal with the devil in the classic like i'll give you you give me your soul and i'll give you something in return you're like that's really chill of you thanks devil yeah. like <laughs> you're giving me like a a value in exchange for something i like directly control like that's really cool yeah Whereas, what are we getting for all the deals with the devil that our government is making? I mean, arguably... We don't get like, anything in return. <laughs> we get, like, I don't know, like, free Amazon Prime shipping. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I guess. Uh, but it also is not, like... 
it, we don't have agency in that, right? Like, obviously, like, we benefit tremendously from any of, like, I don't know, the environmental impact, but we did not, like, sign a box saying that, like, we're cool with it. It just happens. And then we just, like, sorry, I'm, like, the primaries are coming up, and I my, my brain is now going to be, like, permanently in USA politics panic mode for the next uh, 50 years, I'm I like, believe. it's way too early. Don't Don't be in this yet. No, but I just, but what about... It's too early. Ugh, you're right. But my life, my life, Molly, this is my life. I know. I'm so tired. I know. Just find something to hyperfixate on like I do. Yeah, that's that's true. That does seem pretty, pretty chill. Yeah, you just find something stupid to hyperfixate on. Then it's, you're worried about who's going to rule Westeros and you completely forget that there's a presidential election. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, there's no, not one yet. Oh. Completely forget, but... Is there a deal with the devil in Game of Thrones? Molly, just just bring us back. Is there a deal with the devil in Game of Thrones? Um, I, I mean, I think in this case, it's... Um, there's it's no... A... There are no literal deals with the devil, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think there are moral compromises of the kind that we've discussed. Well, I mean, oh, I think... What? There's that one real deal with the devil where she makes that um, deal with, like... Maz, uh, whatever, to bring Drogon back? Mary Maz Dur? Yeah, and then, like, she has to, like, give up her fertility? Was it, wasn't that? No. Okay, the, all of that's wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> Damn. Like, first of all, I don't think Mary Maz Dur is the devil. Well, no, no, um, she's not the devil. I was like, it, but it was, like, one of those, like, you trade your fertility was, for. She, she did, I mean, so, basically, she did blood magic to bring Drogon back to life. Um, yes. She told... Daenerys not to come into the tent when she was doing it. Jorah brought Daenerys into the tent. Like a then, dumbass. Then Daenerys lo- had a miscarriage and became infertile. Um, it's unclear to what extent that was part of the deal or not. Okay, okay. Um, Man, like I do very, not remember, huh? It's, it's, yeah. I mean, and I think in this case, um, it's more of a monkey's paw situation than mm-hmm. a deal with the devil i think um because daenerys didn't realize that was the deal she was making yeah you know she wasn't told you're going to you're gonna lose your she is told life must pay for life so maybe but but like she probably was like yeah i could just like get my raiders to kill someone probably (laughs) like that's well i mean she thought it was the horse the horse gets slaughtered oh okay um and we get a lot of these life must pay for life things Mm -hmm. because um that's also what the uh fire people are all the sorry the um the lord of light yeah people are about right so melisandra burns people for certain gains well yeah but it's not like a life is mispaid for life it's just like a blood price right like like the snow stuff that wasn't a life that was just sort of like get this shit out of here yeah i guess that's fair i i think like the like, there's theoretically, a very, like, uh, it's there's a possible line between the burning of Shireen and the resurrection of Jon Snow. Okay. Um, but yeah, fair enough. But then I think I think there are these this other kind of deal with the devil happens that I think is more common, um, where you get, I mean, you get for instance, right when in season six when Sansa asks Littlefinger for help, even though she hates him and doesn't trust him. Mm-hmm. and whatever but like oh she yeah of his course men. yeah and like mm-hmm. that is a deal with the devil situation right yeah um 
in general, just having to deal with Littlefinger. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, no one likes, no one know, wants to deal or, with Littlefinger. Um, like, certain kinds of unexpected alliances, right? So, like, um, Tyrion and Ilaria um, Sand being allied when Ilaria killed Tyrion's niece. Mm-hmm. Um, like, arguably, there's, like, a deal with the devil, devil element. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, really what it is, it's about putting your trust in somebody or, like, asking somebody for something. I mean, okay, here. Uh, the the sort of compromise that happens at the end of season seven where they try to get Cersei to agree to um, a truce for mm-hmm. a while, right? Mm-hmm. That is super deal with the devil, which we instantly are told Cersei pl- does not plan on keeping. Honoring. So she's even worse than the devil. <laughs> so, so in a sense, like we in in the sense of like deals with the devils that aren't like literal deals with literal like literal yeah. devils, I guess. Um, this idea is that like you you understand that there there is a price to be paid and that they will try to get out of it, but you're trying to get use that immediate benefit. You just absolutely need that immediate benefit, like yeah. that immediate benefits worth way more than whatever cost is going to be exacted from you when they inevitably betray you. Yeah. And in, in a situation with such political complications and high stakes, like it makes sense that people are having to make deals with people they would prefer not to. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I was going to say another like deal with a more sort of magical devil type thing would be Craster. Uh, Oh, yeah. He's like, I will give you my babies in exchange for you not killing us all. Yeah, but I'm I'm personally am more interested in in the deals with the devil that are, are more, um, you know, that aren't just somebody being like, hey, I'm bored. I want, I want luxury and I want entertainment and I want all the books in the world and I want this and I want that. Hey, devil, give it to me. I'll give you my soul. Like, I am more interested in, I mean, even... Even something like Supernatural, where it's like, I want my brother back. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's more feeling in that. Right, um, I mean... It's... Or something like, you know, like I said, the, the Sansa Littlefinger example from Game of Thrones, to me, is like a very compelling um, deal with the devil. Um, or Hercules, I think, is another Yeah. Um, bef- before we get into Hercules, because I think we're going to go into more... Sp- we've already started discussing yeah. specific examples. You know, you don't have to, like, flag it every time. I feel like we can just I know. I guess, we, I guess we don't... I guess I don't need to flag... I just sort of... I just, like, like flagging it, I guess. But, okay. Um, I like just sort of, like, er, like, you know, here we go. Here yeah, we go. I, I like to be a little more natural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever it was, um, I've forgotten. So oh, sorry. Can... No, I mean... It... What was it? It was right. I mean, I think um, I think maybe one thing that's interesting about the deal with the devil is the question of like, do the ends justify the means? And that's a way more interesting question than like, is your immortal soul worth like a lot of grapes? Right. Like really good grapes. But, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, I think that's that's exactly it. There's an episode of The Simpsons. Oh, where where Bart sells his soul for like tacos yeah no he he definitely he sells his soul for something like totally inconsequential um yeah i just remember that <laughs> it's great i mean i don't know i i thought um i mean that one's kind of interesting just because of um 
Bart approaches it in the same way that we're kind of approaching it at the beginning, being like, well, like, whatever, like, a soul isn't real, like, it doesn't matter. So, like, he sells it for something, like, I don't know, tacos from Millhouse, and then he, like, suddenly finds out that, like, automatic doors won't open for him, and, like, he can't, oh, like, yeah. he can't, like, fog up the glass to write on it, and he gets, like, really freaked out, and he, like, tracks everything down to get his, like, little slip of paper with, like, IOU Bart's soul back. Um... Which I thought was interesting just because it, it makes, like, certain claims on, like, what if, you know, what is a soul or at least at the very least, like, some funny moments of, like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, like, I'm way in over my debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess that, that's that's sort of the equivalent of me saying I would sell my soul for <laughs> right. Game of Thrones. Um, so, I don't know. Are there any, like, examples that we haven't really talked about yet that you want to get into? Like, we could talk about Good Place for more, for sure, um, because I think a lot of a thing that the humans face during the show and um i mean it's like sorry man we've we've spoiled a good place big time um finish season watching season one if you haven't already um but it is the question of like how far they can trust michael uh and i think like at this point it's like very much solidly like they can trust michael but yeah um what's what is what's interesting what i find interesting is that in the latest season the way that his like devil boss says that they'll he'll torment michael specifically is that when he subjects um eleanor chidi and tahani and jason to you know hell um they'll like pretend to be him they'll like pretend to be michael pretend to be michael that so like that, it, that they believe so that the humans believe that they're being tortured by their friend yeah and that that like and they will be like kind of within the boundaries of like oh haha you made a deal with the devil me michael like, now you're being tortured forever when, like, instead Michaels wants to evince, like, genuine change. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I think I think that's true. And I hadn't really thought about it that way. Um, but there is a sense where if you're the devil, a devil, you kind of <laughs> have that reputation forever. <laughs> like, you can't really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and you know, Michael, yeah, like, Michael deals with that, right? They're like, how do you know this isn't another big trick? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and I think you get a similar, like, not not in the same way, obviously, thing with the show Lucifer, where your protagonist is Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does have to sort of, like, constantly... Kind of be like, yes, I am Lucifer. No, well, yeah. I am not. But also, like, I think also just, like, he he deals with and, like, other people deal with. And I think the show, like, makes the viewer deal with the fact that he's lucifer like mm-hmm. it's not just that he he like occasionally is sort of like grouchy or like seems to have like strange morality but like every now and then he like does something super scary uh-huh. um and you're like oh yeah he is the devil mm-hmm. um and you're not really allowed to forget that um which i think is kind of a key in a devil character right mm-hmm. they can't just be a big old softy the end right yeah um so there has to be kind of that threat so in, in the case of the good place with michael like you know we know that he's good but there's this threat of he can still so easily be read as evil because mm-hmm. he was for um, because he's had several hundred if not like thousands, no, thousands of years yeah thousands of years of being evil in him and i think that's like that has, seems to be what shows like lucifer really tried to have to like remember or remind the player or not the player the viewer of mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know 
Yeah. Uh, I, I also, I agree with you, like, from earlier when you say that the interesting devil packs are not, like, giving you a bunch of money, but rather, like, uh, do the ends justify the means? Um, like a kind of, like, a pulpy urban fantasy book called, series I've met, referenced before called, like, the um, Faust or some Dresden, not Dresden, Daniel Faust, the Daniel Faust series. Like, mm-hmm. in one of the first books, he, like, he finds, like, a genuine item, like, blessed by, like, actual God that allows the wearer to control demons. And he, like, willingly sacrifices it to a Prince of Hell because he's, like, in love with a demon woman. And they're like, you dumbass. Um, <laughs> and I think that is interesting because it is kind of like, oh, like, what... I mean, I don't know. Is this for, like, oh, like, true love versus, like, I don't know, like, ridding humanity of the influences of demons. Like, Mm -hmm. anyways, just, like, I don't know, in general. Well, true love takes us to um, Hercules. Hercules. More like Hercules. um, If you'll recall, Meg, our heroine, um, is working for Hades because Mm -hmm. she made a deal with him to bring... Um, bring back the man she like, loved from death. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sort of trades her soul for that and becomes his servant, uh, Hades' servant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the the, the man Typical. leaves her <laughs> for someone else. Um, and she's sort of stuck in this, like, indentured situation. Kind um, of. It's weird, though. Because it's, it's like... It is weird. It's, like she's, it's, it's unclear what the rules of the thing are. Well, Hades is just, like, indefinitely extended. It doesn't seem like yeah. it's a very... So, um, yeah, and, and again, like, ultimately this, this deal is broken through, you know, Hercules. Well, she, first she, like, sacrifices herself for Hercules, and then he sacrifices himself for her. Um, it's, but it's, like, he It's a very gets... classic, like, I, I did something super impulsive, and like traded myself away for love Mm -hmm. um and i think i don't think we're meant to condemn that at all Mm -hmm. right there i mean the show the the movie certainly does not go like well meg was a real dummy to like believe in true love like what an idiot yeah she just she had the wrong wrong guy (laughs) wrong guy Um, not not hercules exactly um, you know, and I think I think similarly on Supernatural, when you have one brother like sacrificing himself, like offering to go to hell to bring back his brother, uh-huh. um, you know, that's supposed to be a very like moving, yeah, act of love. Though, again, I'm pretty sure the other brother doesn't like feel super great about it. Yeah, you know, your 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 brother sacrificed himself so that you could like live, but now you know he's in hell. Um, or it's like pretty rough. knew he was in hell. Like, you know, yeah, like that's, um, you know, again, do the ends justify the means? Like what kinds of like emotional damage are being done um, mm-hmm. to various parties involved? I mean, in, in that very specific instance, I think it's interesting to ask, like, is it fair to go to hell in place of someone else when, you know, yeah, I mean, it just places enormous debt on that other person. Um to the point where that other person might not just, like, enjoy living because they're just like, holy shit, like, am I doing what I should be doing with my life now that I, like, hmm. Yeah. It, it puts some pressure on you, yeah. It's, just a little bit of pressure. Somebody, like, died to save you, 
and you know they're like burning in hell for you yeah right and not like you know they died they jumped in front of a truck for you and they're probably in heaven because that was a pretty selfless act one okay so i just remembered the devil i mean there's the stories of tricking the devil um and the one i i was like halfway through talking about earlier was like did you ever read a story in like middle school or high school or whatever where like Mm -hmm. it was on the frontier um Man, I do not remember exactly how it goes, but like the de- someone makes a deal with the devil, and the devil comes to collect, and they like persuade the, the devil to have like a jury, like you know, to like host a trial of like of the peers, and the devil like conjures up like twelve of the most evil men in American history, and the other person like gives a super impassioned speech about like America. And I have no idea what you're talking about. You do not. I do. I, I barely remember this either. But like the other person gives like this super impassioned patriotic speech and like all of like the murderers and like the worst people ever like shed a tear and they like, no, like you can go. Your soul can go free. I don't know. Anyways. Anyways. Um, I do want to issue a correction because I just remembered. I think what actually happens in Supernatural is Dean. Nope, sorry. Sam? No, I don't know which one's which. <laughs> the short, the older brother sacrifices, he he resurrects his brother and trades his soul for it. And I think he gets like a year. So they, they like travel around trying to fix the situation for like a year and are uh-huh. unable to. And then he's dragged to hell. Um, but like the entire time, right, the other brother knows that like this is like- coming. Yeah, like, um, you can't play, like, some video games knowing that that's time not spent saving your brother from hell. Right. And I think there's another character in the show, um, a woman who um, had made a deal where she had sold her soul or whatever um, in order to, I think it was implied she had abusive parents and she, like, used it to, like, kill them and escape them. Um, and she you know, gets dragged to hell. And they have, like, hellhounds come and, like, Mm -hmm. ominously bark and drag them away. Anyway. But I just wanted to issue that correction, so... (laughs) Don't at me. Don't at me. I I vaguely remember Supernatural. Um. Devil went down to Georgia. Also a deal with the devil situation? Or just, like... I think it's more of a, like... I mean, it is a deal with the devil, right? It's not, I guess it's like a bet with the devil, bet right? with the devil, yeah. It's more of like chess with death. <laughs> chess with, yeah, I think chess with, the, you're right. It wasn't like, oh, like, if you give me a fiddle full of gold, I'll beat you in a fiddling contest. Anyways, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, deals with the devil. Um, I don't know that I have anything more to say. <laughs> I... I don't think I have anything more to say either. Yeah, I don't think I think I'm good. Okay, well, um, probably don't make any deals with the literal devil, but make as many deals with a hypothetical devil as devils, you want to. You know, it's life. Yeah. Sorry, you you keep freezing, and I keep talking over you. It's okay. Um, all right, so wrapping up, um, what what have you been enjoying I, lately? I binged Russian Doll, uh, which I found really funny and enjoyable. Um, apparently, a lot of the people involved with it did um, But I'm a Cheerleader, 
Um, oh, really? I mean, I knew, yeah. I knew Natasha Leone was. Um, it's like 11 episodes and each of them are like 30 minutes long. So it's like super, super, it's one of those nice things where you can binge it and you don't have to feel horrible about binging it. Cause yeah. you're like, oh, that was, that was only like 5.5 hours over like three days. That was not like 20 hours over three days. Oh, maybe I'll, um, I'll watch it during spring break. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I thought it was really funny. Um, really funny and dark. We could talk about um, time loops um, because those are also very fun. I knew that comes up in it. Um, talk about Taz. Yeah. Um, um, it, was that it? Sorry. Yep, I think I think that was that was that was a big thing. Okay. Um, I watched a few episodes of One Day at a Time, which oh, is I've heard a very cute sitcom. I recommend it. Um, and then other than that, I've been reading Middlemarch, um, oh, yeah. by George Eliot, which I have to read over spring break. Um, my spring break is very early. It starts, um, next, starts this Friday, actually. Which is um, like March 1st? March 1st, yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's actually late. Last year it was at the end of February. Damn. Um, and... I've also been listening to audiobooks. I listened to the audiobook of Six of Crows, and I'm listening to the audiobook of the sequel, uh, Crooked Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's I've kind of been all over the place media-wise, just yeah. getting bored with one thing and moving to another, moving to another, back and forth. Seems to work. Um, Felix has been sleeping on me. My, my cat has been sleeping on me a lot, which uh-huh. has made it like hard to do much. Oh, no. So I just, like, I'm kind of stuck there, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll just, like, turn on my audiobook, because I can't, no, like, just... put my laptop on my lap to do work, because there's a cat here. You gotta learn how to push push Felix off. He's too cute. It's like the cold-blooded killer. He's too cute. Yeah, okay. The prison of your own making. It is. Um, all right, well, thank you for listening. Uh, I forget what we do. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm quite tired for no apparent reason. Um, it's February. Everyone's tired. It's, it's late. I didn't sleep a ton over the weekend. I was, I've been having bad sleep for whatever reason. Mm. Weird dreams. Um, I feel you. But, yeah, so follow us on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is at the Molly Jean. That's at the M-O-L-Y-J-E-A-N-N-E. I've been posting lots of Game of Thrones hot takes lately, so definitely check those out uh <laughs> i yeah i mean i i'm at um alonculus a-l-o-n-k-u-l-o-u-s i have not really been posting anything but feel free to follow me and at me with suggestions or just corrections about my pronunciation um <laughs> <laughs> um we yeah we seriously seriously welcome any suggestions for um episode topics so please if you've got any ideas like let us know because i'm and if you send anything to the email maybe just at at one of us um i check it like very infrequently last time i checked it was like two months ago i bet it's like 98 percent twitter emails that we never f- forgot to turn off on our story gus account but yeah which i rarely update so yeah really us individually on twitter is the best way to get hold of us yeah um yeah all right well thank you for listening have a beautiful end of february (laughs) see you in hell february uh i hope your weather has been nicer than mine yeah and And yeah that's it
That's it. I'm Molly. That's Alice. (laughs) Stay hungry. (laughs) 